0: Can you eat a bug? Would you even want to? What if you knew that insects are one of the most sustainable protein sources you can ever eat, producing 1% of the greenhouse gas emissions as beef and representing significantly less of an environmental impact than cows? Welcome to In the Business of Change, where we speak with social entrepreneurs and other changemakers impacting their communities and the world. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum, publisher and editor-in-chief of See Change magazine. On today's premiere episode, we speak with Laura DeSaro, co-founder of Six Foods, which produces Chirps Chips, a tortilla chip made from cricket flour. Two billion people around the world eat insects, and these women social entrepreneurs are trying to bring the Western world into the fold. Um, I'm really happy to have you on the program. I saw you on on Shark Tank. Uh, I saw you guys there, and I got so excited. I thought what you're doing was really amazing, and I was like, I have to speak to these people. I got to get know. I got to go learn more about this and and how it all began. And and um, you know, I I'm actually a vegetarian, so for me, this is oh, like yes, yes. So you know, it's not the easiest. I I it's not the easiest thing to imagine biting into, but at the same time, I completely appreciate the mission and I completely appreciate why this is important and And I'd love to hear more about how you see it. So why don't you tell me more about you and how you got into this business and social enterprise or whatever you want to tell me about your background?
1: Oh man, sounds good. Um, well, yes. I was an African studies major at Harvard. And I was studying abroad in Tanzania, and I came across this woman who was selling fried caterpillars on the side of the street. And I guess kind of like you, I've been off and on vegetarian my whole life. My mom was vegetarian. And so I was kind of like, how do I think about eating insects? Do do I eat this? I mean, it also looked like a worm, right? So there's that initial, uh... The ug factor, yes, yes. Right, absolutely. Um, but ultimately I was like, okay, I'm in Tanzania, like I'm never gonna get to try this again. I'm gonna do it. So I bought one, yeah, put it in my mouth, <laughs> oh, bit down, and my first thought was, this tastes like lobster. Um, <laughs> and it was this feeling of, oh, this is really interesting. And I guess it kind of makes sense because insects and crustaceans are closely related. They're yes. both arthropods. Um So I just couldn't stop thinking about this. And I got back to the United States, and I just started researching eating insects. And I became fascinated because across the board, environmentally, health-wise, insects just kept coming up like orders of magnitude better than any other protein source out there. I mean, especially animal protein sources, comparable to many plant sources. So, for example, it takes over 2,000 gallons of water to make a pound of beef. Takes about one gallon of water to make a pound of crickets, um, and so kind of as a vegetarian, we can talk more about this. I was like, "This is incredible!" Like, I am a vegetarian mostly for environmental reasons, and also because I think factory farming is horrible. Right. And I, when I started looking at the facts, like basically insects are more sustainable than even some plant sources in terms of land water usage I was like okay well that doesn't count and then you can raise insects in they're, they're raised in like big warehouses basically but if you think about an anthill or a beehive insects naturally live in pretty close quarters right Um. And so well, if you go to the insect farm these crickets are happy as happy could be and so the traditional problems with factory farming this is incredible this is where like a natural habitat actually lines up pretty well with farming um and so for me it was like this is a game-changing protein this is something uh, that I can really get behind. Um, And so it was like, well, that's great. But how do we actually get people to eat it? Right.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so uh, that's so yeah. Basically, yeah. How go did ahead. You do that? No, no. So that's like, keep going. I'm actually curious, like, because that would be yeah. okay. You you found the situation. You found out through research that it is more sustainable. Um, mm-hmm. But it's taking that leap, right? To so like, yeah, okay, exactly. now we're gonna eat insects. I mean, in where you yeah. were in Tanzania, mm-hmm. w- that was probably a more popular thing. I mean, tell is that in those part of the world is that a more it's an everyday, is that, is that something they normally turn to in terms
1: of their protein intake? Yeah, so it kind of depends where you are in the world. Um, Apparently, more people eat insects than speak English, so it's very common. um, And it depends on the country. Right. Um, If you were in some parts of Cambodia, the kids will go home, collect crickets, and then they'll fry them up for school lunch. And it's like an everyday kind of thing. Wow. In a lot of the world, eating insects is a snack. Uh, Like you'll eat them, like instead of popcorn, it'd be like dried crickets, like, you know, seasoned with kind of like Dorito seasoning. Um, And then in some places it's this huge delicacy. Like the Emperor of Japan... the, the last emperor of Japan's favorite food apparently was fried wasps. Um, God. So anyway, it depends yes. country But country. Um, okay,
0: okay. but it is a very anyway, popular but,
1: thing outside of
0: the Western world, I guess. Yeah, that's just, right? definitely. Okay. yeah, I mean,
1: I've been finding out that even in the United States, um, like grandparents, great grandparents, a lot of people who grew up on the plains and would have um, locust invasions, uh, it was totally normal for them to eat them. It's really only been in yeah. the last, I mean, 100 years, depending on where you are, that this has really become disgusting, um, anyway, back to the United States, back yeah. to, okay, so we've, we've got this big idea. yeah, let's get people eating insects. Um, so I came back and uh, I sent my college roommate an article about eating insects. <laughs> And, uh, I think normally she would have thought I was crazy. I'm from Seattle and I think I'm, she always says I'm sending her weird stuff, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she had just gotten back from China and had had a similar experience. Someone had dared her to eat a fried scorpion on the streets of Beijing. And she'd had a similar reaction, which was, Oh, this tastes like shrimp. <laughs> so she was a little more interested. Uh, We went to Petco uh, and we bought every kind of insect we could find, mealworms, waxworms, pretty much things you'd normally feed to lizards. Yes. Um, Brought them back, (laughs) fried them up, um, brought them to her dorm room and just started trying to feed our friends um, whole fried crickets and other things. And. As you might guess, it went horribly. <laughs> you know, we were even after trying it once, we were thinking it would go better than it did and people would not eat it. But I think it makes sense. Like we don't eat whole cows, we don't eat whole chickens, we don't eat whole fish. Right. So it makes sense. People were just not going for the whole insects. Right. Um and so I guess from there, it just became this process of, okay, what is it that's so gross about insects? Like, what is that ick factor all about? Um, because we knew from others, like other foods that it was possible to change people's minds. I mean, if, I, if you ask people if they'd eat sea urchin, for example, you know, you're going to get a similar reaction of no way, but people eat eat it in sushi. Yep. Yep. Um, and so we felt like this was more of like, a form question, more of like almost a marketing question. Um, and so we just started experimenting. And we went from whole insects to insects ground into what looked like a meat form. Um, and people, it was never really about the taste. If we could get people to eat it, they didn't know what it was, for example. They'd be right. like, oh, it kind of tastes like a beef taco. she this a shrimp taco? <laughs> you know, but as soon as they knew what it was, that was a harder sell. Interesting. So that's kind of how we landed on what's now called cricket flour. Um, and cricket flour is just, it's just crickets dried and milled into a powder. Um, crickets are naturally about 70% protein. Um, and suddenly you didn't have any of the texture issues, you know, it just, people are used to mixing powders into things. And so that's kind of how we started doing cookies and, Ah. and chips and it just, everything changed when people couldn't see it and couldn't have those triggers of legs or other things that would gross them (laughs) out, you know? There's all sorts of weird things in our food, weird this chemicals. Is true. Americans are okay with that. And so people started eating it. And uh, that's kind of that was kind of the start. We can get into how we grew it from there and all that. But I'm that's stop and it <laughs> see where So you it want was. To take this. It, it
0: was. It was once it was taken down to the flour. Um, yeah. Ground into flour. Then that icky factor was probably uh, less a concern um, for people.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, we didn't feed people the flour just like, oh, here, here's like a teaspoon of <laughs> cricket flour because that would be a little strange. It was more mixed <laughs> <Yes>. into
0: things. <laughs> and so. When when, so, so what, what point did you start? Like, cause I, when I saw you on Shark Tank, you were pushing the chips. Is that still, yeah. is that still the mainstay
1: or are you yeah.
0: doing? Okay. So how did that come about? So you took the flour, decided yeah. oh, let's, let's make a better um, snack. Is that what you basically, right. Okay.
1: That was the idea. I mean, it was trying to think, okay, why would people eat this besides the fact that, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Um, and the main thing was protein, right? So as I mentioned, like crickets dried into the powder, about 70% protein. So, well, that's incredible. And so what can we put this into that people would actually want to get more protein in that would make the product, um, like a winner in its category. Yeah. And so with chips, you know, chips, you don't normally get protein. They're all carbs. And so by adding cricket flour to chips, well, suddenly you have a a snack that, that parents would want to feed to their kids, that maybe people who are looking for a little more athletic would want to eat. And, uh, So that's kind of why chips, as well as chips are crunchy. I think when we started asking people what was so gross about insects, there's this image of like a bucket of worms, a fear factor, (laughs) and like this ooey gooey, uh, and chips are crunchy. And so it it made people's heads go away from there.
0: Got it. Got it. And so what would you say, and just to go back to an earlier question I wanted to ask you... with the chips and with other products that I see you're also making, I'll ask you about that in a second. What is the the ultimate mission? Like what what do you want to accomplish?
1: All right. Let me take you on like our vision here. So let me look back up a little bit. Yeah. Big picture. So there's over 2,000 varieties of edible insects eaten all over the world. And some are sour, some are sweet. We kind of think of it as this whole undiscovered food group and a lot more sustainable undiscovered food group.
0: Right.
1: So what we want to do is basically introduce this to Americans. Um, So... You can do all sorts of things with insects. You can make a meat replacement. We actually, this weekend, we got in some samples of some cricket hot dogs. And they're actually really good. Really? So, yeah, it was, you know, it's it's always a question of how do you, you know, right now we're working a little bit of the texture. It's a little crumbly right now. But right. the taste is really there. Hmm. Um And you can make egg replacements. You know, people have been trying to make plants taste like animals for a really long time. You know, you got your Boca burger. And it's just, it's hard because plants and animals are pretty different. So it's hard to make plants taste like animals. But I think on the scale of plant to animal, crickets are a lot closer to a cow. And so you can make much more realistic alternatives. Um, So basically the big mission is that... You would see insects similar to like dairy, like you just see insect products and in all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like instead of a whey protein shake, you could have a cricket protein shake, or you could just be you know you just walk in the aisle and yeah. you think of it like um, you know you see chia seeds or kale and everything as something that is healthy. So instead, you would see that there was cricket or another kind of insect on a product. You'd be like, oh wow, that's great! Like this is a healthier product because it's got this in it.
0: A healthier and a more sustainable. Is that, is that a key component of this as well? Do you push that aspect? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The sustainability, Um, our packaging is all full of the sustainability Um, because I mean, the the impact of the livestock industry on our world, it's incredible. It's probably the largest contributor to environmental problems. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I read about that all the time. And what about to people like, I I mean, I'm going to sort of move into the questions of challenges. Um, So, Yes. So you did definitely overcome a lot of the initial challenges by uh, creating this flower from which you can create other things. And the chips element that definitely, you know, tackles that challenge. What about for people who still are sitting on the fence because they're vegetarians and and they feel bad or feel that they're not sure they can take that step? Yeah. Is that going to remain a challenge for you? Do you feel like that's not your demographic that you're that you're looking to? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I love talking to vegetarians just yeah. because it makes them question why they're vegetarian. I think yes. we often see things black and white, and yeah, for I me, agree. it really I had to stop and be like, oh wait, why am I vegetarian? Does this does this fit into my morals? Right. But we don't like we don't push bugs on anybody. I mean, our main <laughs> challenge is how do we get people to eat less less meat and right. um, eat something more sustainable? I mean, we put right. like you know our joke is like save a cow, eat a cricket. Um, and we <laughs> think yeah, I know right. Uh, like I think that basically we want to give people options. And, you know, for a lot of people, vegetarian options are great, but for other people, like they still want to eat something that is more like a burger or more, you know, more like whey protein. So what we're trying to do is, is provide options. Right. Um, And that's basically it. I basically, I eat it and I promote it because I feel like I can do more. By providing an alternative, um, then by being a vegetarian alone. But you know, yeah. as you're saying, like vegetarians are already on that path, so it's not like we yeah, have to but I, them. If, to, but, but you're right, if
0: if, if, right, exactly. But you know, some vegetarians are, you know, more environmentally conscious and right. less. You know, it's less about the ickiness factor of things and just about being more environmentally friendly and and sustainable right. products is going to, you know, for those for sure, it will be a, a mm-hmm. wonderful complement to their diet. So yeah, for uh, sure, yeah, absolutely. And so, so. So tell me, so the chips are still back to this question, chips are still the main yep, thing. Yep. What and you're looking now at, at you have you already created other products too? Or where where are you at in terms of the product line?
1: Yeah. So we're always in the process. I mean, you know, I'm trying, right. I'm the kind of person who wants to just always be coming out with new things. But the thing is that we're still, I mean, we're still a young company. Even after Shark Tank, you know, we didn't make a million dollars. not like (laughs) people think I'm going to get to that in a second. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we're still trying to build out our network of stores and, um, expand that more. And it's hard to do it when you've got 15 different products, right? You have to have one, you have to expand it, you do well with that and then you move on. But, um, on the back burner in our kitchen and with other partners, we're always looking for new products. So we're definitely working like, you know, we got those samples of cricket hot dogs in. we're always seeing what's next. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. But if, uh, you know, definitely check our website, sign up for newsletters and that kind of thing. And we'll keep you posted on what kind of crazy insect innovations we're up to. Okay. Sounds
0: good. And for now, if we can just talk about your main product, which is the chips, where, where are they? Where can you find them right now?
1: Um, well you are in Canada, so that's going to be hard. It is hard. Um, trips <laughs> are not actually available in Canada. We'll, that's, um, we'll can have to them. change that. Yes. I know it's true. It's well, the whole exporting thing is, is I know. A change. labeling and all I that, know, know. but you can, as a Canadian, you can buy them on our website oh, at perfect. trips, chips.com. Perfect. Um, and what about a endorsement in there? At- <laughs> And what about your um the
0: the your American customers or other customers, where can they find them? Can they find them in stores or is it mainly online? Where yep. is the best place?
1: Yeah, well that's been really interesting, is figuring out who our market is, right? So yes, we're in a lot of natural food stores. Another thing we found out is that a big market for us is kids. So oh. if you think about well think about it, right? Like You've got the four-year-old in the backyard eating worms, right? (laughs) And the parents are like, oh, no. Um, So it's all about being socialized. So for kids, it's just not as hard of a sell. It tastes good. And they get really excited about the idea that they can eat bugs. Um, And so we work with a lot of summer camps or uh, getting into doing some education programs with schools around sustainability and bugs and that kind of thing. Um, So then we're in places where where kids like to go too. So we're in zoos, aquariums. Disney world. Um, so there's, there's that, there's that whole thing, but mainly okay. yes, like natural food stores, uh, uh, like across the country and, and expanding. So okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> ever expanding. Were, yeah. yeah. Ever expanding. Okay. Um,
0: and then just to touch upon, because I loved watching you there, how was that shark tank experience? What was that like? Where can you give us any sort of update on that? Or I know that takes a while to sort of come through.
1: I oh, Sorry, one second. My okay. phone buzzed. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, it's a disadvantage of doing it on my phone. Um, <laughs> yes, so Shark Tank. Um, so we just kind of walked into an open audition in San Francisco. I know sometimes Shark Tank reaches out to companies specifically, but we saw there was a... Uh, opportunity to audition and we were kind of like oh we're not gonna get in we actually weren't really gonna go and a friend was like you guys have to go (laughs) like (laughs) and kind of pushed us to do it and so you stand in a line uh you walk in you give a pitch um it's pretty pretty quick and then we just kept getting moved from one section of the application to the next and uh in September we found ourselves like down in the studios and it's it's a weird amazing. feeling, right? Because um, we were binge watching this for a few weeks, <laughs> and then suddenly you're like peeking out. I, I uh, you have to watch the episode, but I like burst uh, through a banner.
0: I saw like, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. That was so fun. <laughs> but I'm like standing behind this banner, like you know, like peeking out. And you see all the sharks come in and sit down and talk to each other, and <laughs> and then you know it's it's just so strange to see you know, celebrities kind of in person. Yeah. Um, and, you're and I there. was so yeah. nervous. Yeah. You got, yeah,
0: well, exactly. you did an awesome job, but you didn't seem Thanks. like you were nervous. Yeah.
1: Thanks. But what? yeah, once you burst, you know, once it starts, then it's kind of like a soccer game, you know, once you're running at the ball or, you know, <laughs> trying to, you're, it's, there's too much going on and it's too fast to be nervous. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. It was a great experience.
0: And where, where do you stand now? Could you say anything about it? Like what's, what's the oh. situation,
1: the status? Uh, yeah. So, well, we got, we got investment from Mark Cuban. Right. Um, and so that has been really cool working with him. So uh, you're already in motion with working with him already.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely. I wasn't sure how slow it moves or how quickly it goes. Okay.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And that's, that's been positive. He's been helpful. He's been, yeah,
1: I've been really impressed. I mean, we'll send him an email and he'll reply back in like 15 minutes. He usually (laughs) doesn't use punctuation or capitalization, (laughs) but you know, he'll give you two lines and it's, it's good advice. Like, Oh, no, yes, I will introduce you to them, or <laughs> do this. Okay, and uh, it's it's cool to have someone like Mark Cuban giving you business advice. It must be an amazing coup for such a young
0: company. When did you start up?
1: well yeah, that's always a good question so rose and i graduated in 2013 yeah um but it was for her it was like we started like december of 2013 um but started to started it's a hard word right because the first year was really just trying to figure out as we talked about what to make right <laughs> right so it's been about two years of really having a product and and, and all of that
0: right so that's two years in, okay. And, and then to get a shark on board two years in, I mean that's pretty I I don't know, that's pretty huge. I think that's amazing. To have that strategic partner on your side who believes in it. Um, I, I I just I can imagine that being a nice a nice accomplishment so so early on. Um, so
1: that's that's wonderful. Good for you for that. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the big issue as a small startup is legitimacy, right? Right. So we did Kickstarter and that helped a little bit. And then, you know, now going on Shark Tank and getting an investment, it just helps people stop for a minute when they're thinking, oh, this idea is totally crazy and (laughs) say, huh. Well, Mark Cuban invested in exactly. it. Exactly, it's not quite so crazy.
0: <laughs> They're not that insane. Yes, if Mark Cuban, right? Can, right. Uh, no, absolutely. I think legitimacy is huge. Any other challenges you want to mention in terms of like what other uh, entrepreneurs starting up, specifically in the? I'm looking specifically at social entrepreneurial. But but yeah, you know, generally absolutely. speaking, what 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 would you tell them? Like what is so early on? What what sort of lessons have you learned in terms of the challenges that you face?
1: Yeah. Gosh, there are so many. Sure. <laughs> Where do I even start? <laughs> um, let me see here. Um,
0: legitimacy, obviously getting beyond legitimacy the, obviously,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it's the data. It's the proof. That's what's really yeah. hard. I remember we went and talked to an investor early on. He was an impact investor. Um, and we sat down, we told him all about what we were doing. We were so excited. We got to the end and he was like, I've been an investor for 10 years and this is the worst idea I have <gasps> ever heard. Oh my God. And, I mean, and that was it, I guess, is that when you first start out, it's mostly an idea. And yeah. it's hard to it's hard to prove it was hard to say anything back to him because we didn't have a real way to show it. Yeah. Um and so and so we've been basically the last two years trying to figure out how do we get data, how do we prove this out. Right. Um and I think I think it's I think it's a false I think it's false to say that you can't do that until you have a product. Like and when we did our Kickstarter campaign, we had been making chips in our kitchen and we called them our death chips because they were like really dark colored and they, they were like honestly not that great tasting <laughs> yet. And, and we have these pictures on our Kickstarter campaign, uh, like of them. And that's kind of what we, we raised our first, uh, we raised $70,000 through Kickstarter. Oh, right. We and, didn't touch upon that. Right, right, right. 70, yeah. That's and that, huge. that was, that was how we got our data. We, we right. put it out there. Um, and it just really wasn't there yet. And we used that money to make it, you know, everything we wanted. Um, but I think more and more there are ways to get that that funding up front. Um, and for social enterprises, we've also gotten grants and like uh, from like pitch competitions. Oh. So a big tip would be, I think, I think founders are often scared to share their idea. Someone's going to steal it, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we did exactly the opposite. We went and we found everyone and their brother, like we were at a college campus. We like went in the dining hall and had people try it and talk about it. And Because the more feedback you can get, the more you'll realize what is wrong with your idea and make it into something that's actually viable. Yeah. Um, and definitely pitch pitch competitions, that kind of thing. There are so many out there, especially for social entrepreneurship these days. Um, it's really hot to have an idea that is also can make money and also, uh, can help the world. Yeah. So just to start Googling like social entrepreneurship competitions. And yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a great way to get some startup funding before you get investment.
0: Great idea. And do you have other investments too? I didn't even mention that. Do you have uh, your funding model right now? The Kickstarter was huge and I'm sure that was very positive, yep. right? Um, did you say that was Kickstarter was one of the, the biggest, um, what, what,
1: I read something about how, the Kickstarter- Oh,
0: um, yeah. I mean,
1: I think it's grown at this point, but when we did it, we were one of the most funded food Kickstarters. Wow. No, that's,
0: that's impressive. So is that, uh, is that basically the Kickstarter and your own, um, investment and the, the pitching competitions and Mark Cuban at this point, or are you, have you, have yeah. a lot of okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, Cuban was our first real investment. Okay. Now we're raising, raising another round, but up okay. until that point, we'd kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of bootstrapped it from competition to competition.
0: Amazing. Okay.
1: Um, future plans,
0: I guess you just want to keep moving forward, growing more products. Yeah. yeah. More products.
1: Um, I mean the goal, and it, it's been getting closer, but you know, when I talk to someone on the street about eating insects, I want the response to go from "ew, Yeah. You know, <laughs> or <laughs> what, or to more like, Oh yeah, high protein, sustainable, And that's already happening. I mean, I'd say here in San Francisco, um, probably that happens a third of the time if someone's actually already heard about it, is interested in it. Um, you know, basically we're trying to make eating insects normal and that's how, you know, when people are just eating it as everything else, I know that's kind of how we're defining success and all the, all the products we're coming out with, that's all like a journey to get people there.
0: Amazing. That's great. And you're well on your way, I can see it already. So um I'm really excited to have had the chance to speak with you about this. And yeah, hi, thanks. It's it's been fun. So thank you so, so much for joining our podcast and uh good luck. And uh I will definitely keep my eyes and ears open to what's going on with trips. Well, uh,
1: yep. Yeah, as we always say, bug appetit <laughs> Kind of our like closing line. <laughs> <laughs> thank Super <you>. cheesy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you for listening to In the Business of Change. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear other conversations with inspired social entrepreneurs and change makers working on challenges in their communities and across the globe. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum.